And so I did like, I just released like a tribute song that I made for him. And also now I'm working on a couple of other singles. In addition, I just released my fourth album. I think it was like last week, I think. Wow. So I've been like pretty much nonstop. And I guess the good thing is, you know, I'm still getting consistently excited about every single thing I'm doing. So it's more just. All right. We are recording. I have on Mark Frichero. He is a DJ, music producer, entrepreneur, athlete, and avid traveler. He lists his channel as his official YouTube channel. You find his music, DJ mixes, crazy adventures, business trips, gaming videos, and more. Mark says he loves making videos and you'll find the most random collection of videos all pertaining to different areas of his life on his channel. So Mark, thank you for coming on. Oh yeah, love to be here. Definitely. I'm excited for this one today because your channel is one of the most unique ones I've seen. We, we talked about this a little bit before the call, but you're actually able to develop a following starting off with pretty much any topic you wanted. And now a lot of your topics are driven by what your audience asks for, which from my point of view, seems like the ideal channel. I think that's awesome. So I always start with this question. What are you working on right now that you're most excited about? It can be with your channel or just outside of it, either one. Uh, in terms of like what I'm most excited about, I think this is the good thing. And also I think this is the goal of any entrepreneur, anybody pursuing some creative is yeah. to be consistently excited about any new and upcoming project that still relates to the same thing. What I mean is that I guess I'm more excited about, I was very excited about right now. Uh, I'm going to be posting a lot of videos. I post roughly a video a day and I literally still get excited about every video I'm about to post, whether it's to film it, edit it, upload it, do SEO, keyword testing, all that kind of stuff. In addition, you know, like you mentioned, I'm also a DJ music producer. And so I actually just, I think like an hour ago, uh, released <laughs> a, a song. It was actually a tribute that I did to Avicii, obviously because he passed away, you know, a couple yeah. weeks ago. And so I did like, I just released like a tribute song that I made for him. And obviously now I'm working on a couple of other singles. In addition, I just released my fourth album. I think it was like last week, I think. Wow. So I've been like pretty much nonstop. And I guess the good thing is, you know, I'm still getting consistently excited about every single thing I'm doing. So it's more just future projects and future endeavors. Yeah. Wow. You have been a busy, busy guy. I saw some of your music listed too. Yep. Maybe it was on your channel or an ad, but um, yeah, I think it started loading somewhere on your channel. I'm trying to think of where. Yeah. So yeah. it's weird how, and that's one interesting thing about YouTube is that it's bizarre because obviously I, on my channel, I post not only obviously videos, but then I have like music and mm -hmm. you've probably seen it before on YouTube. If you like type in a song, it's like a little spectrum that will dance with the, the song, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I have that and it's interesting because obviously in the suggested for you videos, it can only be like one of my videos or vlog style videos, or it can just be like my actual tracks. Yeah. And because my artist's name is actually just my last name and just for Chero, if you search for Chero on YouTube, it will give you either my channel or it will give you, oh, you're looking for Chero the artist. Here's like an automated almost radio station <laughs> off his name. So it's kind of, yeah. it, it's, I still haven't actually decided after all this time if that's a good thing or bad thing that they're so separate, but yeah. so far I found it like working pretty well for me. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But <laughs> that, no, that is cool. That's, that's what must have happened because like one of your tracks just loaded and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah this is stuff. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, uh, okay. So your channel, it, it talks about a huge range of topics. I think the thing that really got me, where I was like, I have to talk to this guy was I saw that you had a Coachella packing list video and then an interview yeah. tips for the big four consulting firms. And I yeah. was like, that is the wildest spectrum. Two most obvious things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're making it work. You have like about 10,000, 10,000 followers now. And it's yeah, roughly about that. How, so how did you possibly make a channel like that? Like work? What? 
what was the thought process? So I think uh, the first thing I'd say to people is, and it, everyone's going to have a different approach. Like every YouTuber is yeah. probably have a different story when it comes to this. Um, I will say that for me, what happened is originally, I guess I'll go way, way, way back. Uh, Cause kind of segues into that. My first ever video was a parkour stunt reel. Way back in the day, I wanted to do like parkour and free running. And I still do it now, but I want to do it for stunts and movies. And I wanted to be an actor. And so I did like a, a show reel. And then after that, I got asked by a lot of people, because a lot of my training is body weight. And a lot of people said, like, hey, Mark, can you give me a body weight workout? I don't really like lifting weights. Can you give me like a body weight workout? So I was like, you know what? I'll make a YouTube video mm-hmm. to kind of make it easier. So if someone asks me, I'll just send them the link. That way, you know, I can hit a huge market. That video ended up getting, I think before I deleted it, because in hindsight, it wasn't the best video, but maybe around like 20,000 views or something. So since then, I started making fitness videos. And then in 2014, now kind of jumping a little bit, I did a cross-country tour for my first debut album where I produced 10 songs with 10 major cities in the United States. Oh, wow. And as a result, I started making videos basically about everything I was doing. Here's a cool food I'm eating. Here's a DJing tutorial. So kind of anything that I thought would bring value to people, not necessarily about one specific niche, but things that are going on in my life. And then from that, then I started making more and more videos. I started to get, you know, really into it. Also, YouTube itself is like a bit of an addiction, I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And I started making more videos about anything that I thought might be helpful for other people. And I think in the beginning, it was hard to get subscribers because obviously I do a video like, okay, here's how to make your track sound better. And then I would do a video about, okay, here's how to do a backflip, right? So like completely opposite topics. But then I think as time evolved on, um, my subscribers kind of got, got almost got used to like, okay, I'm probably going to like this video, but not like this video. This one might be interesting. And I think over time, it just gotten more used to my subscribers that they're used to that my topics are like all over the place. You know, like you mentioned, I just recently did videos about Coachella, Coachella parties, and obviously Coachella weekend one's always insane. Yeah. So I had like recap videos of all the parties I was at. And then obviously, literally, I think the day after Coachella, when I got back, did like you said, like an accounting video. So we see any videos that I think people would find interesting or helpful and bring value to them is basically what I do. And I feel like I don't really have a niche as more the niche is just anything that I think will be useful to people and interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it's super all over the place though. No, that, that totally makes sense. Um, so are you still a full-time consultant now? Or are you? Doing no, something? so I worked at the big four. I'm thinking I started there in 2011, I think it was, uh, uh, yeah, so there's an intern in 2011. I quit in 2012. From then on, I put everything I had into basically electronic music and DJing. Yeah. Uh, then in 2014, that's when really I started to do like YouTube a little bit on the side. Yeah. And then after that, basically, then as time evolved on, now I kind of basically do both equally. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. So, okay, you said your channel has evolved a little bit over time. What? What has changed, I guess? Was there an idea that you started with and it evolved into what you have? Or how did you, like, what has been the change from beginning your channel to now? I'd say the biggest change uh, for me is, and I'd say, so I'll give you this story and then obviously kind of segue into the question. So I used to be like a Lyft and Uber driver when I was pursuing music. It was like a great way to make some side cash. And I did one video and sometimes that's all it takes. I did one video called uh, the 10 things I wish I knew about lifting Uber before driving for them. Mm-hmm. That video, I think at this point it's almost at 900,000 views. So it's probably, it's probably gonna be my first video. There's going to crack over a million views just for one video. Oh wow! And I never imagined that video would blow up ever. Like I just was like, Oh, you know what? Like a lot of my friends asked about lifting Uber. I always, I have a huge philosophy that if a lot of my friends or a lot of my subscribers ask me a question, it's probably a good idea for a video. Mm-hmm. So I did a video about lifting Uber. That video blew up. I started to get 
a ton of Lyft and Uber drivers following my channel. So I started to do more Lyft and Uber videos. So I said my first big following, my first big change came from Lyft and Uber. And I think what that showed me is that, especially something like YouTube, a lot of times it's really finding the video niches that have not really been talked about yet and presenting them in a very enthusiastic way. Because every Lyft and Uber video that I saw before that was either somebody just trying to get someone to sign up through their code, like an affiliate link, or the person was not going to be a speaker. It was kind of a bit boring. So I was like, okay, what if I give a very enthusiastic, straight to the point video about Lyft and Uber? That obviously, like I said, that gave me a bunch of subscribers. And since then, you know, started making more and more videos, basically trying to find those niches that I think are not really, uh, really just, uh, like a lot of content yet, and especially presented in a good way. And that's also I mentioned with the accounting video. That was another big change that happened for me. I did a video similar title where it was seven things I wish I knew before working at the big four. That video, I think just cracked over a hundred thousand views. Oh, wow. And a lot of the comments said like, Hey Mark, you know, I appreciate you in this video because I either got a video saying that the big four sucks and you shouldn't work there. Or I get a video saying that it's kind of boring and dry about how the big four is useful. And your video is kind of a good in the middle where you talk about the good, the bad and do it, you know, you know, in a hopefully vibrant way, you know what I mean? And so I think the biggest changes that I've noticed for my channel have been really discovering those big niches. And even if there is a lot of content about them already, trying to figure out how can you bring out a video, whether it's your personality, the content, the editing style, the production style, that can really make it something more unique compared to what's already out there. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good, that's, I like that one because that's something I feel like everyone can use. Cause even if you have a targeted, you know, single topic, you know, there's always going to be related topics that are under, underrepresented, I guess, on YouTube. So how did you find that one? Like, did you, were you just doing keyword research with some tool or did you just notice that there weren't that many of those type of videos? So the weird thing about all like the, when it comes to YouTube videos, cause I get asked and this kind of like relates to, uh, you know, how I can think of so many different ideas for YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I feel like thinking of ideas for YouTube videos itself is a skill mm -hmm. in addition to filming and, and all that kind of stuff. And literally I'll be walking down the street and an idea will pop in my head. Like I literally have like thousands of ideas for YouTube videos. And so the accounting one specifically, that just popped in my head one day randomly. I was just doing something and I was like, huh, I was like, I wonder if I've edited a video about the big four because the big four gets an astronomical amount of traffic and I'm searching. What if it did a really informative video about the big four? And obviously sometimes you can do all this keyword testing and, and everything and you, you make that video and it doesn't go anywhere. Other times you do zero of that and the video blows up. That was the case with the big four where I never expected people to watch it. I'd be like, oh, maybe it'll help out five or 10 people. I don't really know. In that video, I know now I have a lot of subscribers subscribed to my channel from accounting, which so I'm really getting subscribers from all over the place. And so, yeah, I think it's, you, the truth is like, you really just never know when people are gonna come about and when people are gonna subscribe. And so overall, I just basically make videos about anything and everything. A lot of them pop in my head, and obviously, like you know, we said before the call. At this point now, a lot of my video ideas also come from my subscribers and all the comments that I read, and that helps out a lot too. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that. That would be a really awesome point for all the the you know for any channel that can get to the point where your subscribers are telling you what they would like yeah. to see. I feel like that's a huge milestone. That's like the most important. Yeah, like yeah. by a long shot. I mean, I kind of call it, and I kind of look at almost like a graph where. In the beginning, all the videos I do about like, you know, 100% of my videos basically are all about what I want to do, what I want to do. And then as time has moved on, it almost moved and shifted where 10% of the videos about things that I think I like or I think are interesting, 90% now probably are about comments, messages, DMs, all that kind of stuff that I get from subscribers. 
you know, and yeah. it works out well. Yeah, no, that's, that's super awesome. So you started YouTube in 2013, 2014. It was, uh, it was actually, I started doing it way back when I think what was it? It was 2011 was the first time I posted a video. Uh, that was the parkour showreel video. And then I started actively doing it where I was like, I would say, for lack of a better word, aggressive about doing it, where I was posting a video today was in 2016 is when I really like ramped up my just content, uploading times, all that kind of stuff. Nice. So do you have, this is the one that I think is challenging is yep. YouTube has gotten so much more competitive in the last probably like two years. Oh yeah. Sure. Uh, do you have any advice you think would, would work for people that are, trying to get started or people that want to do a channel like yours where it's in you know, like their own. Uh, assuming. So if they're starting like from scratch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The best advice I have honestly is uh, there's a couple things I'd say. I'd say one, and this kind of comes from like Tim Ferriss, but is to scratch your own itch. So to mm -hmm. make videos about things that you are really interested in, uh, things mm -hmm. that you know a lot about. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing I'd say is if you really want to take it seriously, like let's say you're supposed to be like a YouTuber, because that's like a thing now, is to post, I would suggest daily. I, I'd say literally look at it as like a hustle where every single day you want to post at least one video. If you are into really, really, really high quality content videos, maybe like a video a week, but basically have something where it's consistent uploading. Um, and I'd say the third thing is to always ask yourself, why would someone want to watch your video? And this is super important is that I always say to myself when I upload a video, okay. And I, I say it like this aggressively to myself. I say, okay, why the hell would someone sit there four or five or six or whatever minutes and watch my video? Like, what are they getting out of it? Am I funny? Am I interesting? Am I teaching them something? Mm -hmm. Am I saving them time on a specific topic? You know, what are they getting from because if you think about it, most people watching videos are not going to know you. You know, obviously mm -hmm. your subscribers will, but most people, they just search something on YouTube and they see it. So especially for like vlog style videos, like let's say someone wants to be like the next Logan Paul, you have to look at it from the perspective that one good thing about vlog style videos is incorporating things that you don't have to know the person to gain value from it. For example, you know, I'm going to Denver this weekend and if I post a video like, oh, I'm doing this, this, and this, and that was the title, who cares, right? Who cares? Unless you subscribe to me, why would you watch that video? Mm -hmm. But if I call the video and edit it in such a way that's like, oh, I'm going to Denver for the weekend. Now, even if you don't know me, but you want to visit Denver, maybe you might watch it because you can see what Denver's like. You can see mm -hmm. if you can buy cares you live through that video. So I think the, the biggest thing I think about anything is to really just ask yourself, why would someone want to watch your video? And if you can't answer that, to kind of go back to the drawing board and kind of reconsider whether it's the scripting, the editing, or basically whatever it is. So kind of just keeping that in mind throughout the whole content creation and yeah. production and editing 100%. process. Yeah, hundred percent, I'd say. That makes sense, definitely. Um, yeah. Okay, so talked a little bit about you had an internship, one of the big four accounting firms. Yep. Uh, what other professional experiences have you had? Have any of them benefited the work you do now as a content creator and artist? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, I'd say, honestly, everything I've done is kind of attributed some way. I bounced around a lot between a lot of industries. Mm -hmm. I originally started with, I actually did sales for Cutco, like the knife selling thing. Yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. And that's when I first fell in love with business, actually. Like I was huge into sales. Like that's what I wanted to do. And then somehow when I was in, uh, when I was in college, somehow got an accounting degree. Somehow that's like, I don't know how, I just somehow just ended up getting one. Worked at the big four, quit the big four, got licensed in real estate, did real estate for a little bit. 
ended up leaving that, uh, went to, I ended up working at a company that helped out Microsoft. So I ended up doing kind of, I was a sales manager for Microsoft for all their sales programs on the country when they were doing a huge push uh, for the Surface, I think is mm -hmm. what it was called. Mm -hmm. And after that, I ended up being the lead promotional manager at North Face in like the Boston division. So I helped out them with like a bunch of different promotional things. And basically all this time I was making music and the business aspects always helped out. Like no one counting, knowing the way business works, knowing how to sell yourself. I mean, that's pretty much what it is online the when it comes to YouTube. Because mm -hmm. uh, obviously SEO is an art, not a science. And so no matter how much you know about keyword testing or SEO, you're still doing it for humans. And it's all about human interaction and how someone's going to digest your content. And so every single thing that I did really did help me with YouTube and especially with music too. You know, obviously there's a lot of, as you can imagine, psychology that goes into music and it's it just interesting. Like the, every single little thing I did really did help out what I'm doing now. And especially too, in terms of making content, I have a lot of experience in different industries that allows me to make more diverse content, you know, like we talked about and that allows, you know, my subscribers at least to be interested in, basically get involved with a bunch of different topics based on what I'm doing videos about. Okay. Um, and you mentioned, you know, how that kind of plays into your, your DJ career. That's, I was yeah. kind of wondering about that. Is it, yeah. is, which do you consider your main career now or your, versus your side hustle, your DJing or your, your content creation? And then how do those play off each other? It's tough to say. I think in the beginning it was all about DJing and making music. And yeah. now it's, it's hard because I get, because I get asked a lot, especially by friends and family. I say it's about 50-50, honestly. I don't know if I could mm -hmm. give it to e either one because I equally love performing and making music just as much as I you know, love making videos and posting them on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And in a really, really good way, they both kind of tie into each other, obviously. You know, like, you know, I post, obviously, my music on my YouTube channel, you know, like I was saying. And in addition to, I also have, like, videos about random things. And it's cool because I've had a lot of my subscribers say, hey, Mark, you know, I subscribe to you for – your accounting videos, I know you make music, I checked out your music, I really like it, that's awesome. Or people, like say, subscribe to me just for my music, and they're like, oh, like I actually like your videos that you did about X, Y, and Z, that's really informative, or something like that. And so it's cool that, although they're a little bit different in some ways, there's a lot of crossover that allows it to kind of work well together. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it seems like, especially since a lot of the DJing stuff, you can document a lot of that creation process. Yeah seems like it provide a lot of good, uh, a lot of good material to work with for your content. For sure. So, okay. So you started off a number of years ago, or were there any, uh, I guess, really important books or blogs or mentors or resources you used or that you'd recommend to other people who are trying to get started with, you know, starting their own entrepreneurial endeavor or a content creation project on YouTube? I'd say, uh, let me think. Um, the, yeah, there's a couple that come to mind. I think the first one I suggest every entrepreneur should read for our work week by Tim Ferriss. I think mm -hmm. that's just a good, almost I think a good start into entrepreneurship because if you're doing YouTube, you should look at yourself as an entrepreneur or business owner who does YouTube, not the other way around. And I think once you start looking at YouTube as a business, that's your self business and it's, it's your baby, so to speak, you start to look at things a lot more, I think, creatively and also smartly when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. And I think that for our work, because a huge uh, component for that, I also would suggest checking out another entrepreneur named Gary Vaynerchuk. He's very smart mm -hmm. with marketing. And mm -hmm. I think that he, a lot of his content is 100% free. You know, he's, he's, he's pretty much all over the place. He's on YouTube. He's, he's yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Guy's a machine. And, uh, 
a lot of his marketing stuff is pretty much spot on. And so I think that for him, uh, it's, he's, he's a good person to watch because he's not only spot on, but he's also like very like, no bullshit, here's the way it is, you know? And I think that makes it better if you're watching that as like, it's a little, little motivational, little like uh, informational as well. I'd say, yeah, I'd probably say those two sources are probably the best in terms of getting the foundation business with Tim's uh, for our working book. And then Gary Vaynerchuk's like marketing stuff. I'd say we're probably, probably, especially now in this day and age, are probably the best ways I think to start before going on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that foundation of like what what you can do to make a living. Yeah, yeah. I think those are good. Definitely good recommendations. Um, in terms of other recommendations, uh, you know, you mentioned that you you got pretty into business. Yep. Especially starting with the sales and then just continuing up to the present. Um, in terms of our online business, what channels, if any, do you think are underutilized by people? In terms of like uh, social media platforms or just in general? Yeah, social media platforms or, you know, specific advertising channels and those platforms, like really any way to interact with audience or acquire customers that you think people, you know, like people online should yep. use more, basically. Um, all right, the first that comes to mind, hands on the most underutilized, unappreciated is a site called answerthepublic.com. And huh. heard no, same. So you type in, you type in anything, and so I could say like electronic music, for example. Okay, it will give you I think like the twenty or thirty most searched things on Google mm-hmm. for any country you want. So obviously, like in this case, or the United States, and it will say who, what, why, when, how, where, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and it will give you the twenty most searched things. And that's been the, a huge tool for me for YouTube ideas because I like to type electronic music and like say go on that site. Yeah, definitely check it out. Like, and then like say it says like who, it'll be like who created electronic music, who, and then it'll show you like they like type in any keyword you want. And if, especially if you're on YouTube and you're like, okay, I really like, you know, fitness, what videos on fitness can I make about? And you're kind of like on the fence about what to do. Mm-hmm. This site is like the best because one, it's obviously a lot of great ideas, but two, these are the most actively searched things and mm-hmm. allows you to, Literally, you know that if you make a video about one of these topics, or even if you copy the name of the question word for word, you're going to get some hits. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think by launch at that site, like a lot of people don't know about it, um, but it's, no. it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just like, looking at it now. So this is basically data visualizations. It's like a data visualization version of Google Trends, like yeah. where they visualize all the information instead of just yeah. like unusable graphs and keywords yeah exactly it's, it's like super like straight to the point if you click i think it's there's yeah. one that's like a circle and there's a second that's like this the data i usually do the data because it's easier to read um but yeah i mean it's insane like and you can do it for any topic like it's nuts like so by far i'd say for any content creator that's like the number one thing um i think the second i think uh podcasting and voice um is another big thing that I think a lot of people are not doing yet. I'm actually starting a podcast soon. And okay. so I think uh, that's another one that a lot of people are not going into yet. And I think they should be. I think mm. putting, even if you take YouTube videos and just put them on voice, for example, and then call that a podcast, like that's a really good idea too. And it's super easy to also convert video to audio. And then I think the next one that, even though it's, it's, it's obviously massive, uh, but I think a lot of people are not using is Instagram actually. I think the reason mm. why I, I say Instagram is because you can connect with a lot of people on Instagram through like DMing and, and that kind of method. And in addition to, you can do a lot more unique things on Instagram that I don't think you can do on Facebook or Twitter. And I think a lot of people look at Instagram as like, oh, it's just, you know, fitness models, a girl taking selfies or pictures yeah. of their food. Yeah. But there are a lot of really useful 
uh, aspects of Instagram that you can really use well. I mean, like for me, I actually did this for my last album. I'm going to be doing this more in the future. I was actually making a song and on Instagram, you can do a poll on your story. So it lasts like 24 hours. Someone can vote on A or B. Mm-hmm. And I was working on a song and I said to my followers, okay, you know, um, I'm on a song. I'm in between these two drops or these two like courses. Do you like option A or option B better? And I do different options. And I have them actually vote on this the thing and whichever one was upvoted i said okay you know what? i'm going to keep that actually i'm like working with them yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's a cool thing i actually i'm actually planning i still haven't done this yet but i'm planning on actually doing a song where it's all a, like a crowd collaboration on my instagram polls for that track i'm gonna have two options for the intro the you know the melody maybe the sounds in it uh vocals etc cetera, etc cetera, and just say okay you know this is 100 community collaborated i'm not involved myself at all a or B, whatever you guys like better, I'm sticking with that and then kind of move until it's making a song. And so that's a really cool thing on Instagram that you can do that like it's, in my opinion, more difficult than other platforms. You, know, you can really connect with people in very unique ways on Instagram compared to other social media just platforms out there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so true. It's Instagram seems like the one most people use when they want to have immediate interaction. Um, yeah. Or get something pretty quick. I know Snapchat's huge. I haven't used that as much as Instagram, but Instagram yeah. is just it's getting so huge for business, like with all their features now for like to, yeah. to swipe up and it's crazy. The linking. It's insane. And the thing is for me, honestly, a lot of people are like mad about the Snapchat update. Mm-hmm. I'm not as frustrated with it, but I think about thing about Snapchat that I wasn't the biggest fan of compared to Instagram is on Instagram. I can do more targeted things where people can quote unquote stumble upon my Instagram as opposed mm-hmm. to Snapchat. It's a lot more random. Like most people on Snapchat are like, I'm going to follow celebrities I'm into and people like you mm-hmm. have to know them before you, kind of follow them on snapchat yeah on Instagram, it's like you could search any hashtag or search anything and you stumble upon someone's instagram you're like oh this is pretty cool and yeah. bam you start following and i feel like that's a really good way of having that interaction on instagram compared to snapchat just for me personally obviously yeah uh, you know because i'm all about having people follow you who don't know you i think that's like a really really good mindset to have for anything you ever post and and so i think instagram more attributes to that especially hitting like the broader audience you know yeah yeah, I, I, I don't think I know enough about Snapchat to comment too much on it, but I just Instagram yeah. does seem like just so so powerful for the for finding for finding things you're interested in and then following, yeah. like you said. Yeah, hundred percent. Um let's see here. So I just have a couple more questions. Yeah, uh, the 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 important one I guess is, you know, if someone else is is thinking about starting either either a business or just getting you know starting a personal brand on any social media what advice would you give those people i'd say the number one thing and this is actually something uh, my entrepreneurial teacher taught me in uh college and he said this and it's like super simple it's the most simple thing you could ever say but i think it really holds true is he said all businesses do is help people mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of it and i think as simple as that is to say, and almost as cliche, I think that that is the truth in, in the sense that if you're starting a business or a, a YouTube channel, or let's say you want to be an Instagram influencer, whatever, how is what you're doing help people? Because no matter what, whether it's a good business or let's say even a really bad business, they're still helping people in some way. You know, for example, if you look at anyone from, let's say, Dama Zetti, the YouTuber who does the funny fitness videos, yeah, you people watch them to get entertainment and get some enjoyment. If you look at someone like, uh, Think of another person, someone like um, Zen World, who's bigger in the like, electronic music and the DJ world. Mm-hmm. His videos are all tutorials about how to make the music sound, but like music production tutorials. And also, yeah. you have all these other people in between. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I ask yourself whether it's a company or a YouTube channel, how is your 
channel, your videos, your content, or your product if you're making a company, going to help someone in some way. That's what I mentioned before. Obviously, Tim Ferriss's quote of, you know, always try to scratch your own itch. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, it's like right away say this is how it's helping somebody. I think that you're on the wrong path. You know what I mean? Um, like obviously making money, those, those things are all super important, but in some way, shape and form, the reason why you're going to make money is because you're going to help somebody in some way. And that's where the money comes from. And I think that's the kind of the lens that you should look at everything through, especially when starting a business. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, totally agree. What, what yeah. value can you create for people? Yeah. Um, the last one is just, is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have or that you'd like to tell people to check out or think about or anything? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I really like all the questions. I'd say, uh, I did the one thing I'll say as like maybe like a, a closing thought. I never the question, I guess a closing thought is at this point, especially when it comes to like, think, especially with something like YouTube is just go out and start doing it because yeah. I've had so many people tell me they want to start doing YouTube. I'll just use YouTube specifically. I yeah. could even throw music into that too. Like they want to start something and they're like, okay, well I got to buy all this expensive equipment. I have to buy a new microphone, a new camera. The truth is like your iPhone also this, you know, this is what I use to film all my videos. A hundred percent comes from this. I have, a, literally have an iPhone seven plus and I have a $15 tripod. That's it. You know, and <laughs> yeah. sometimes my videos and if you look at them are not the best production quality, I'm not going to lie. I mean like, you know, I try to do what I can, but like my goal is the value is not in the production, the values in the content. Mm-hmm. And if you have really good content, you're going to do well on YouTube. And so I think the best, mm-hmm. the best thing I'd say to anybody, especially with a business or whatever is, uh, I can't remember who said this quote, but it's like, jump off the cliff and build your net on the way down as opposed mm-hmm. to building it before you jump off. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I'd say to anybody. Just start fi- filming videos, just start making content. If you kind of wait too long or whatever, you're probably just never going to do it. So I just say just, literally hit record on your phone and then just go from there and just start doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a, that is a trend. I've heard that advice a lot now. That is a good one. It's huge. I mean, like yeah. my friend, he's a professional photographer. He's done for like massive celebrities. Mm-hmm. And he even says that this time he's been in a photo shoot and he'll take like a photo with his iPhone, just like just a quick shot. And sometimes he says the iPhone picture will automatically, I don't know all the technical terms, but like correct all the, co- the color, the contrast and everything. And he says sometimes the iPhone photo can come out better and all these hundreds of thousands of dollars of equipment and special lighting and everything. Like it's amazing how good the camera is. And I think I wouldn't undervalue how amazing that device in your pocket is in terms of becoming like a successful entrepreneur. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Like big time. So that's crazy. Yeah. 